What's going on? Um, just uh, just finished listening to Rapaturnt Sanga. Mm-hmm. Did you get turnt? <sighs> Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> Are you coughing? Because because uh, all the the weed and the kind bud and the herbs. Uh huh. Are you hi? That was an interesting song. That's such a great song. Yeah, a lot of these are such a, such great songs. Some of them are fine. Eh, I mean, musically speaking, you mean? Uh, yeah, and mm. like I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll save it for the episode, but save the juice. Yeah. Um, we don't have any funny B-roll stuff. Sorry. To, I mean, it's my it's me too, man. Maybe Takes we'll do it two afterwards. to tingle. Um, <laughs> is that how that saying goes? <laughs> I think it's it takes two to tinkle. Oh, okay. It takes two to trample because you gotta have two feet. Well, can can a can somebody with one leg trample, or is that more of a hopping you're being, motion? You're so you're so ableist. Is it? Oh man, I'm being super offensive. I'm yeah. sorry. One-legged people can uh, murder people by stomping on them too. <laughs> Oh God! It's about equity, not equality. <laughs> I don't like where this is headed. Let's just start the damn show. Hey, welcome to Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist's back catalog, and I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. It's season four. Season four, thinkers. Uh, I win. <laughs> God damn you. you... <laughs> so T-Pain won with almost 60% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, for those of us who are just catching up, we had a bracket episode where we narrowed down the artists we were going to cover next. To that was two in the, uh, that was a bonus episode. Boner episode. So not, not everyone heard that. Not everyone heard that. Only people who pass yeah. money. Give us that Thanks money. Thanks for the money. Give us it. Um, apparently Cameron eats it or something. I do. <laughs> I wonder if I cut that part out. <laughs> no, you left it. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Uh, the callback makes sense. Um, yeah, so it came down to T-Pain and Sly and the Family Stone, and T-Pain won with almost 60% of the vote. And look what you've done now, Cameron. We had to listen to an ICP-length album. Yeah, but it was so... It was so effortless. <laughs> well, it was effortless to listen to, not as much to do homework for. Well, I mean, ICP was effort to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so And effort to do homework for, I guess, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, but this album is what seventy-one minutes and eighteen it's definitely, songs. It's definitely too long. Well, yeah, obviously, it doesn't need to be like half as long or anything. But I mean, if this album had been like even just an hour, like even if it had like three less songs, I think it would be way better. Yeah, there's at least three songs that could have just been a B-side. Yeah, at least a bo- bonus track. Yeah. yeah, there's one that definitely sounds like a bonus track or a remix. Yeah, the very end. Um, it's good to listen to music that um, makes rhythmic sense. <laughs> what? A, and here's the coincidence: it's our it's our first uh, our first black artist that we're covering um, on uh, I think outside the box set, and it's already for a full just, season. That is uh, for a full season, yeah. And it's already just like 
probably the best music. <laughs> now, covered. when you say it makes rhythmic sense, what does that mean? I mean, like the the synergy of the like the lyrics and um, the durations of of the notes that the syllables land on and the space in between them, just like the the nature of time and how it fits with the language just works. I and don't understand very well. You don't you know what rhythm is? It's just well, duration. The duration yeah, of notes and the duration in between the notes. I don't know what to like, tell you. So you're being so uh, vague. I mean, because like, okay, okay, Alanis okay. So, had rhythm. Garf had rhythm. You know. They all had really bad rhythm. What does that mean? That okay, they were so, like off, off uh, tempo? Uh, yeah, so Alanis would often try to like leave the form like uh to go off tempo and to like just jam a bunch of stuff in and she then she did never, do that yeah it never worked some people can do that and it works but she it never worked when she did it and then other times she would force something that didn't fit and force it into the form as if it fit and it would try to sing uh, it in tempo uh-huh. and it wouldn't work um like the where the syllables land didn't make any sense in the in the in the structure of the, of the measure. Mm-hmm. And, um, ICP was, uh, even worse. Well, yeah. Or at, le- at least just as bad. Um, and then Garth was fine. I mean, Garth is like a pop, like a pop song. Yeah. Uh, guy with like professional writers. So like, he didn't really have that issue, but, but, but I was never that compelled by like his rhythms. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, T Pain. Well, the instrumentation, like, some of the instrumentation on Garth was sure. super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, his singing didn't do a lot of interesting rhythmic stuff. No, not okay. necessarily. So you're basically saying yeah. that like T Pain is writing and singing in such a way as to feel natural with rhythm rather than forced as the rhythm was for Alanis and ICP. Yeah. And not just natural, but like uh, interesting. Mm. Like he does a lot of really interesting stuff, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of times on the genius where they like, they, they just notate like chorus with ad libs or something like that. Yeah. The name of the album is Rapiturnt Sanga. Um, so, and he spends the first time, the first song talking about how he decided to rapping change, about rapping about how he decided to change it up and switch from rapping to singing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll talk about that more like when we actually do the song breakdown, but, um, I have a little bit about like his, his life, his, uh, full name. I'm not really sure how to pronounce this, but it's, uh, Fahim Rashad and then N-A-J-M. I think I don't not Najim, Najim, maybe Najim, something like, I think, I think you would pronounce it like, uh, as a as a consonant rather than a vowel. Right. Because he comes from a Muslim background, right? Yeah. He grew up in a Muslim household. Um, but, uh, I guess he doesn't really identify as Muslim. Uh, and it was in, ta- uh, Tallahassee, which is his name, Tallahassee Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he had a hard time in Tallahassee. He talks about that a little bit about halfway through the album. Um, most of the song is just about him boning down on ladies, Yeah, <laughs> but he does talk about some personal struggle. Uh, and that's, I think where things got more interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the more power to him singing about having sex, being an attentive lover, yeah. the major themes of this album. 
so I guess when he was three, like, um, he had like a gospel jazz artist producer guy who's a friend of the family, like come, uh, like, uh, let him twist the knobs, like at, at the recording <laughs> studio. Were. Yeah. And then like when he was 10, he turned his room into a uh, music studio. So cool. Yeah. It's, it's really sweet to think of him like, yeah, just starting. I, I, it's the idea of, um, being interested in, in music production as a child is a really interesting idea to me. Yeah. Cause it seems like it's something so foreign to the way that I've consumed music because, um, I don't know. I like, I didn't really grow up listening to like that much music or that many, that diverse of music. Um, and my main, like, there weren't really avenues for like going to a studio or whatever. I just had piano lessons mm-hmm. and played classical music. And then I like joined some shitty bands in high school, you know, but like, that was like my first, um, attempt to start creating stuff. But the idea mm-hmm. that he was like kind of right from the get go, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a way that you can make stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. I often hear people talk about producers or artists who approach the recording studio as an instrument. Yeah. And sounds like he was kind of doing that since he was a child, which is pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So he, uh, he joined a rap group in 2004, um, and they, uh, covered an Akon single. Um, do you know much Akon? I listened to the one song that they covered. They changed it quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. but other than that, I don't know him very well. Yeah. They covered the song locked up. Um, and, but they called it, I'm fucked up, but it's so not guess, about yeah. getting high. Surprisingly. It's about like it, getting like kind of fucked over in life and like having hardship gotcha. and stuff. So I guess he heard it and then he signed him to Convict uh, Records. Akon heard um, it and signed or Convict it. Music with a Convict with a K, Music yeah. with a Z and a K. And this um, is like not long after Akon has his first like hit or debut album. So he's like a fairly new artist when he establishes this record label and signs T Pain to it. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that he's just like, you know, already like giving opportunities to other people. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've only heard one Akon's. Well, I've probably heard more, but like there's this one song that's like, that girl is so dangerous. That girl is a bad girl. Is <laughs> a song that goes like that. <laughs> that sounds kind of familiar. I think I yeah, might have heard that. It, it's kind of a catchy song. Yeah. They have kind of a similar approach, T-Pain and Akon. Like, uh their styles of R&B singing borrowing right. from hip hop I feel like are sort of similar. I mean Akon doesn't use uh, autotune the way that T-Pain does and I don't right. think Akon double triple quadruple tracks himself to get those sweet background vocals. Oh yeah. Those BGVs as we say. Love those BGVs. Big yeah. ups. Uh, uh so when he got signed he started singing instead of rapping. Mm. And uh mm-hmm. he's been doing it ever since. Yeah. Ever he, since uh, the first track. He he has some really interesting things to say about autotune or his voice. Uh, he says, I got a lot of influence from the 60s era, and I thought I might as well just turn my voice into a saxophone. Hmm. And then, of course, he uses it not all the time. You know, all of his BGVs don't use it, if I remember right. right. None of them do. And uh, it's usually just like vocal lines where he uses it for effect. Right. Yeah. And it's still like a little bit 
jarring to me on an aesthetic level. I don't know. I don't know if it's like my favorite thing ever, but I also see that like he's super talented and obviously not using it as a crutch. Right. Right. Um, so for, for those who don't know what auto tune is, it's not, you, you have to make like, um, a setting, like you set it to like, um, all of the notes that are sung are going to like conform to this scale. Right. Mm -hmm. So like they can, there's only a certain amount of notes available. So it's like on a piano, you know, there's like 12 notes and then in different octaves. Um, so you could like say, what if you could just take away the, um, like the, all the black keys, then it would just be seven notes. And then like you would have even less options, you know? And so like, I don't, I don't know like how he specifically was programming his auto tune, but I'm assuming he was using major scales and pentatonic scales. And I think basically if you just sort of slide in and out of notes, instead of the sliding effect when you're singing, it'll skip to the next note. So it's mm -hmm. like a, it, I would, it sounds kind of like a saxophone, not that a saxophone can't slide. Um, but, uh, you know, there are, um, when you hit the key, it jumps to the next note as opposed to sliding to the next note. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's a cool effect. Like it's definitely, um, he doesn't lean into it that much in this album. I think there's a lot more of it to come. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, though I think the whole next album is where it really kind of blows up. Oof. This is like as, but, about uh, as much as I could stand. Really? Uh, yeah. This is going to be fun to see what happens next. I would say in this one, it doesn't feel like he's really taking advantage of it as an instrument. Um, cause I think in the next album there's like, I haven't, I've only heard it, you know, like by you drank and stuff, but like, I think there's moments where he, he'll just like sort of do like a long descending line and it'll just be like, you know, like, um, using, taking more advantage of the function of it. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it was a little, yeah, kind of a little more distracting. And my favorite moments were definitely when he wasn't using auto tune. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's something I might cut out. Um, as this is our first artist who, or our first black artist who is operating in any kind of the hip hop orbit, these lyrics feature the N word quite a bit. So I was right. curious if you have any idea what to do about that. Just say the phrase N word or try to replace so. it with something else. I. I think I think that makes sense. It's awkward, but I think that's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a, a running joke with my brother for a while where we were joking that like you could go and do karaoke and just replace it with the word person, uh, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny to an extent, but is also yeah. kind of insensitive and feels kind of erasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't know if that's I mean, my favorite joke anymore. <laughs> Great. No, I mean, it's a funny joke, but... I would feel a lot different about it if it was... If we were actually doing actually it. Actually like, at a bar and, like, someone was doing that, I would yeah. feel like... I think there... I I kind of like the aspect of, like, songs that use the N-word, I feel like are... Um, uh, man, what am I trying to say? I feel like songs that use the N-word are uh, kind of putting, like, a, a... They're roping off the song, and they're saying, like... Hey, this is sort of like a clue that maybe you shouldn't sing this song. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, how much editing are you having to do in order to sing this? You yeah. Know? Like maybe this isn't for you. That's, that's actually funny. Cause that's, that's a point that a lot of people made. I did a little bit of research and I, I saw some people making that point of like, yeah, if you're going to have to do this much editing, that's probably a sign you shouldn't do it. Uh, yeah. there were also some people recommending replacing it with words like buddy or ninja. Oh my God. Apparently this ninja is a thing. And I guess that's why ICP uses it so much and Juggalos use it so much. It's like a drop-in replacement, which makes me more uncomfortable with the way they use that word. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Although apparently Gucci Mane does recommend using the word ninja. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like it makes white people so mad when you cordon off something and say like, yeah, this isn't for you. You can't like, colonize this. Yeah, you can't colonize this. You can't take it. You can't <laughs> appropriate it. <laughs> I get everything else. Why can't I have this? Yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, it was a real... I've talked about this on the show before, but when um, Chris Thiele, like, because he took over for Prairie Home Companion, which isn't called Prairie Home Companion anymore ever really? since um, they Me Tooed um, Garrison Keillor. <laughs> oh, shit. What's it called now? Uh, Live From Here, I think is what it's called. Huh. That's a worse name. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a very dry name. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, he did um, All Right. Um, Ken- Kendrick Lamar's All Right. Um, yeah. But he like he set it up in this way that I won't go into it. But basically, he re- he replaced the word, um, the N word with the word brother. Um, but it's like, oh. that's also still. Um... Uh, it's gross and appropriate <laughs> also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I think that's what he did. Oof. And he also, he's like singing it to his baby or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's singing it to his kid. He's basically like making a minstrel show out of it. Um, that's awful. Take, taking black art and like um, make, infantilizing it, Ugh. making it cute. <sighs> oh, man. You know, it, it, it's almost as good as like white guys with acoustic guitars uh, covering <laughs> rap songs. That's probably my favorite genre of music. Uh, I mean, I still kind of like uh, that Ben Folds. Um, <laughs> that one Ben Folds cover. Um, of, of I think it's what? a Snoop Dogg song. Um, uh, the bitches ain't shit. Oh, I haven't. I have not that heard song. that. Ben Folds does a cover of that song, and uh, it's pretty funny. Like, I I would be curious to see if uh, <laughs> if if other uh, if if non-white folks think that it's funny. But I think that it's funny. We could call into <laughs> Yo, is this racist? And ask them. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, is that the is that what that show is? You just ask. You just yeah, you like make call in and leave a voicemail. Oh, that's great! It's super cool. I, that's such a good f- a service. I know, right? It really is. That's like There's the a, number one question in my life. I know. I know. All right? the things that I like. <laughs> Am I allowed to like? Am this? I allowed to like this? Uh, yeah, man. they're always like dunking on the people for being really nervous and going on way too long on the voicemails. Which is yeah. just like pretty funny, and uh, they get good guests. And uh, Tawny Newsom is the new co-host, or the the first co. It's it used to be just one guy, Andrew T, and now he brought on Andy or Tawny Newsom as a guest. Fuck, not guest host, co-host. And it's the two of them plus a guest, and it's I really like it. I think she adds a lot. Cool. Um, Should we talk about these songs? We have a lot. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. First one is called Rap a Turnt Singer. Now let me tell you what the story about this young rapper man. He is from the start and his heart. He had a past in the same. But a past in the main rapper, producer, a whole stack of things. And then one day he said to himself, you know what man has 
the chain. Does this sound like Eminem to you? Uh, it kind of did a little bit. Yeah, I was, I, I did listen to it and thought like, oh, this is a little Eminem-y. I think the reason is because it was like m- dramatic minor key, kind of like orchestral, mm. like acoustic instruments. Mm-hmm. I think that's like an Eminem produ- production thing. Yeah. Also, the way that he was rapping is like very pitched and very high pitched. Like it's like a high tenor, full mm-hmm. voice tenor kind of yelling um, and, uh, and very sing songy. Mm-hmm. So it sounded a lot like Eminem to me. Yeah. Just like. Is this Eminem? No, it's T Pain. Yeah. He's got I, some I'm tight too. rhymes too. Yeah, this is. So now I, he a rapper, I like this track. a singer, a dancer, a romancer, man, cancer can't be way mo too serious. I'd be trying to drop this reel, but they ain't hearing this. It's like some like yeah. internal rhymes and some uh, uh, sort of like elisions that kind of slide words into each other. There's a lot of that yeah. on this album that kind of blur the lines between words in order to make the rhyme happen. And right, he pulls it off so much better than like uh, ICP does. Yeah, he makes it fun. Yeah. That it's such a fine line between like if you do it the right way, then it's clever. There's such but a if fine you don't line do between it the... stupid and clever. <laughs> if you don't do it the right way, then it's just like how dare you try this hard? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stay exactly. in your lane. Yeah. Oh, so synopsize um, the song. What's it about? Uh yeah, I mean this is sort of it's sort of like a testimonial like yeah. it's it's T Pain's last rap, it's his last rap song. Testimonial pain, because he's a singer now. <laughs> uh, he kind of he's he's rapping about being a rapper, turning into a singer, and how maybe that'll be kind of controversial mm-hmm. to the people who followed him. Um, and uh, that's that's basically that's basically it. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he talks about like oh yeah. Uh, so I'm playing the game they want me to play, saying everything they want me to say. I'm curious, does that mean that he thinks that he's sort of selling out by becoming a singer? Uh, is that the part of the story where he says that he's become a singer? I think so. Because uh, right after it, he says, and I promised homeboy if I get back to rap, to this rapping, it won't be today. Ain't got, no, uh, ain't got time for the rap shit, bap mm. shit, make it hand clap shit. Interesting. Uh, uh, I don't know. Nappy, 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 uh, mo nap shit. Yeah, the nappy group he, heads he was the, discovered yeah. in that did the cover of the Akon song we talked about earlier was called Nappy Heads. Yeah. So he he does use the word nappy several times on this album. I think sometimes in reference to that group. Right. Yeah. Um. Anything else? We. I mean, we got to keep up the pace to get through eighteen songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh. It makes me want to go listen to more of his rap because this was pretty great. Yeah. I don't know if there's much to be had, but yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. Good rapping. Well done. Next song is called I'm Sprung, which our TMI supporter. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about that. God damn it. Um, our supporters. One boner joke per episode. You know that. <laughs> oh, just, just one. there can only be one. It's a real Highlander. Uh, our supporters will recognize this song from the Bracket episode because it's the one we listened to that convinced us that T-Pain was somebody we wanted to listen to. Is that a harp? 
yeah there's a harp in this song <laughs> yeah it's so great there's yeah it's a great melody yeah that like uh vocal melody right after i'm sprung how it just like bounces up in this really unexpected way yeah it's, like, it's really cool it's not at all what i was expecting from the melody of this song uh but yeah the synopsis we kind of synopsis well you synopsize this on our bracket episode better than i will probably but this is song is about a man presumably who is obsessed with this woman she's trying to push him away from his friends even though she's not his main lady and so kind he, of like classic abuser behavior <laughs> This is what she's what he's accusing her of. Yeah, a little bit, but he's like so obsessed. Uh, but yeah. he ends up leaving her. He summons up the courage and this internal strength and conviction to leave her. But then he feels good and free for a few days. But soon, he says, "But I'm feeling kind of lonely. On top of that, I'm kind of horny, and I got to get back to her." Um, and he, just as we were talking about, he kind of like elides lonely and horny to rhyme with each other, which yeah. totally works. <laughs> Um, and I have in my notes, how is the word sprung working in this song for Sir Mixalot? It meant having a boner. Right. So the way to beat me to it. Yeah. I uh, sprung. I mean, this is, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it could mean that, uh, but it seems, it seems like, um, uh, He's talking about being very attentive to her. Yeah. So maybe like not relaxed around her or not like aloof of her. Hmm. Maybe is what he means. Oh, there's an annotation on the genius that says he gives an interview with Billboard. He says, I got that word sprung from a movie and there's a movie called sprung. The poster is on the genius and it says sprung way past whipped. Oh, there you go. So I think it's the idea is it's he's whipped, but even more so. I got it from a movie poster. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Inspiration mm. can come from anywhere. I, yeah. So, let's see. Um, there, is there a little bit of misogyny in this song, do you think? There's the bits That's, about, like, doing the dishes and cooking for her and stuff. Right, so he... it. It could be read like he's implying that because he's cooking for her and doing the dishes for her, that he is sort of debasing himself and that that's bad. Yeah. Um, I would be, I think it would also be fair to read that as in, as, like, she's not his main lady. Yeah. But he's acting as if she is. Ah, I see. Like, he's he's getting domestic with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting serious. He's like... They're obviously not just playing around because he's like kind of doing some like homemaking stuff. So like I would prefer to read it that way. Mm -hmm. I I kind of struggled throughout this whole album with like feeling suspicious of T-Pain. Hmm. Um, and like kind of my posture was like, oh, I'm ready to assume that he's being misogynistic. Mm. Why and is that, do you think? I mean, it's very likely latent racism, um, <laughs> like uh, in in all honesty, because I think we're uh, I know I've been and I've seen a lot of other people have been conditioned to like be suspicious of black men and how they treat women. Mm -hmm. um, but like once I like realized that and was and started to question my like um, uh, my assumptions, I was like, OK, maybe in this like context, like all of these songs are 
maybe it's a lot more nuanced than that. Maybe I can actually give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's, maybe these songs where he's like criticizing these women, maybe it's actually earned. Maybe he's mm-hmm. like, it's maybe these are songs about self-respect. Right. You know, and, and boundaries. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this song is about. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also something that many people see as a feature of lots of hip hop music. Right. It's kind of like a uh, misogynistic outlook. And yeah. that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And we talked about it a little bit with ICP and I quoted, ah, uh, was it Tracy Morris who has written like lots of really great articles about hip hop and, uh, Oh man, I forget what she says about it. Was it the performative violence? No, it it was, it was, uh, I think maybe in the same article, she was like addressing some of the common objections that people have or white people have about hip hop music. Um, yeah, but you know, to contrast that the next song is like so cool and so progressive and positive. I don't mean that as a segue because you wanted some more sound samples to be. Oh uh, yeah, there's just song. some like great musical moments. Yeah. Just... Uh, so this first one it goes like this. That I gotta get away from her. Like that's that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like the stacked up vocals. Yeah. Um, but like. He goes from a da 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 ba ba da 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 ba ba this very quick staccato on the beat um, melody, mm-hmm. and then like right away juxtaposes it with um, "So I gotta get away from her." Behind the beat, slow stretched out. Mm-hmm. It's like such a cool effect, yeah. um, and it's cool because of where it's placed in the song, and then he emphasizes it with stacking up all of these vocals. It's just like such a such a producer way of writing a song. Yeah, it's really cool. It's almost like he gets part of the effect of a tempo or time signature change. Yeah. Which we mentioned when we listened to a Slayer song and like how that's not deployed as often as right. it could be in lots of pop music. Right. Um one more sound and sample and then we got to get yeah. on to the next song I think. Now I can handle all my business. All of my fellas can I get a witness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the woo. Yeah. Is that T-Pain himself doing that woo? I, I think so. Are there some, any some... other vocalists credited? I actually didn't look at the credits. I feel like these are all T-Pain. Yeah, I think they probably are. I mean, he... He's. A, I don't mean this to be a critical thing, but I think he's like really just like loves using... Just making whole songs out of just his voice. I think he likes his voice and likes using it. Yeah. And so he does. And he should. It's And he should. It's he great. He absolutely should, yeah. Uh I I like that um he bas I think he basically sings in uh full voice the whole time. He doesn't flip into his falsetto, which is like a huge R and B sex song uh thing. You mean like, falsetto? Yeah, singing in falsetto for for an entire song. But he he just sings really, really high in his full voice, but very effortlessly. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of part of his charisma. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the next song is called I'm in Love with a Stripper. I'm 
that is such like a Legend of Zelda like yeah. video game little melody that like synth there's, that sounds a little bit like a woodwind. There's a lot of synth in here that um, sounds very fake on purpose. Yep. Um, and I really like it. It's like there's a lot of like kind of little nerdy moments that are really endearing to me. Yeah, like apparently he's synth. like a, a big time nerd. He twitches. And yeah, plays he's a real games. twitcher. He's a real twitcher. He has like video game tattoos and stuff. There's a couple songs uh, later on that just straight up sound like like Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> soundtrack <laughs> stuff, but less twee and more hip hop. But yeah. like they have the same kind of timbres. Um, this came out the year after Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know if we mentioned uh, 2005 is when it came out. This album. I uh, know we didn't. This is going to be a short season, by the way. It's only oh. five. Which actually reminds me, I was going to ask you this question. We might have to listen to some of his mixtapes. Oh, Listener okay. Elijah asked me about that on Twitter, and I think it's a good question because mixtapes picked up some denotations, some new meanings that I wasn't aware of in the last right. couple decades, I guess. Um, and I guess they're generally used for albums where you can't clear the samples necessarily, or uh, they're free in some way. Um but he has several quote unquote mixtapes, which you could consider as just being albums that he made. He has one well, that he did with Lil Wayne afford, called We can T certainly Wayne. afford to do that. It's called T Wayne. T Wayne. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it is. Uh, anyway, what's this song about? Um, I mean, there's not, I don't think there's necessarily that much more of a story than just the title uh that he's in love with a stripper um goddamn little mama you know you think as hell know what i'm saying uh after the club uh go back to my place basically um mm-hmm. so uh yeah he he wants to have sex with this um exotic dancer uh because he likes the way that she looks um, and then this thing happens in this song that happens in a lot of songs in this album where the guest artist coincidentally, uh, you know, on the track coincidentally has the exact same experience. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes you, they do a lot of like you, Greek chorus kind of stuff. Yeah. So like Mike Jones comes in. Yeah. They, they're and, both the same character. Yeah, that's well. That was the question that I had. Are they in love with different strippers, or are they kind of this like T Pain, Mike Jones, like homunculus, like <laughs> like combination, like Dragon Ball Z, uh-huh. like they, they got mixed together somehow? I don't know. It's Voltron. like kind of a funny. It's a funny effect. Um, yeah, and it often leaves me wondering in this album, like who who are these songs for? Like who listens to these songs? Lots of people like these, in this case. This was the big single from the album. I guess I mean, do men like love songs? <laughs> um, hmm, good question. Like, do do men like R and B, uh, like love songs where it's from the perspective of a man talking about wanting to have sex with a woman, and like talking to a woman in a very um, like trying to woo her way i mean do men, it's, do men like that i mean i kind of do i think probably lots of men <laughs> it's, do it's working for you <laughs> yeah it's i mean it can be really good uh background music for doing the night thing as uh, he puts it in this song <laughs> yeah <laughs> although i don't know if you'd want to put this one on 
if you're getting busy right <laughs> so yeah uh, but, uh unless but, you, unless you want her to pop and roll and climb or, that uh, pole climb that pole god damn it you beat me to it um <laughs> but but then right after it uh i'm in love with a stripper uh she tripping so apparently after all of the popping and rolling and climbing she <laughs> she's a little clumsy a little bit yeah She's she's a little bit of a klutz. Um, I, w- I was being a little derogatory there just now, but this song is like remarkably progressive and positive. There's like no hint of shaming about this woman, what she does. Uh, it's kind of just like sex positive and celebratory. It is. It is a little bit strange that like, I think the one suspect thing in this song is, and I don't know what the protocol is in <laughs> at strip clubs, but like I would assume that it's kind of not okay to like uh make an advance on <laughs> on a stripper or like how mm. like is there some sort of like official protocol for being like hey i actually want to get to know you outside of your profession like mm-hmm. i don't really just in the in the same way that the macroys have yeah, often the lady to- zoo <laughs> <laughs> is is that a quote yeah that's like one or of their the- bits right 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 it uh, might even be the title like- of an episode yeah they get a lot of uh, advice questions about like, you know, is it okay to ask, uh, it, you know, a barista out? And it's like, no, she has to be there and she can't leave. <laughs> so yeah. it's not okay to do that. And she can't really say no without necess- you know, like impacting her livelihood. Right. You know, like she has to make those kinds of considerations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did I did I do um, a little sound sample on this? Yeah, you wanted me to play this one. Does that night thing? It's just the night thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. You, you uh, did you also make... want to to me to play this sound sample, which has a fun pun in it. There it is. So it's so stupid, it's but really I like it a lot. Dumb, but uh, it's great. <laughs> So, uh, Tendi, uh, Teddy, Tendi, Perder, Perder, that's what he said. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Teddy, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, the artist, but Ted, Teddy penned her ass, pinned her ass down. Wait, his name is Teddy Pendergrass or Pendergass? I think it's grass. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to add another layer to this, one of T-Pain's nicknames is Teddy. To one extent yes. or another, which I didn't know until. In fact, on Wikipedia, it says on his like sidebar, it says T Pain, also known as Teddy Pender Asdown, but they spell it <laughs> yeah. in like a really weird way. Yeah, yeah. Is is it because he's like kind of bear like? Uh, you mean Teddy Pendergrass is kind of bear like? No, I mean um, T Pain. Oh, like he's like. You know, he's like like kind of like a like a big big like cuddly bear. I don't know, man. That's how he looks to me. But if, I wonder if that has anything to do with him being called Teddy. Oh, silly old bear. Silly old bear. <laughs> All right, we should keep going. Uh and we really should. <laughs> we've been spending way too long on this. Uh next one is called Studio Love. If I could, I would stroke your body like I do my kids. Ready to do something you never did before. Let's make love. 
Nathan, have you ever heard me stroke the keyboard? <laughs> I'm pretty good at yeah, I'm pretty good keyboard stroker. You just open it up and just fondle those strings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this is one of them sexy, sexy songs about T Pain wanting to get sexy, and how he wants to make love to you in the studio. Uh, there's lots of great sexy musician metaphors. Um, like, you think those metaphors are great? <laughs> girl, just close your eyes and picture me playing your Spanish guitar. So in that one, she, she's a Spanish guitarist or like plays Spanish style guitar. No, but he's, he's playing like, her Spanish guitar. That's what I'm saying. She is. And then he's like, Let me, give me your guitar. Well, like, why isn't she playing the guitar? It, I think it, the guitar might be a metaphor, Cameron. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Um, you know what else has a sound hole? Anyway, <laughs> butts. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, they really do. Uh, why? The, why does she have to close her eyes and and picture that? Because it's sexier. <laughs> um. So speaking of Lil Wayne, which we brought up earlier, on the Genius, this song is listed as having a verse from Lil Wayne, and they like have all the words, but it's not on the song. Yeah, I really wanted to hear that. Yeah. I wonder if it's uh, some sort of legal issue. I want it could be like a remix or like a single version right. or like something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Ooh, this girl's shiny. Speaking of musician metaphors, <laughs> I see you from the booth, and you remind me of a brand new saxophone. Saxophone honk. Uh, oh, what's the one that Bill Clinton did? Uh, <laughs> it's a sound sample I dropped in a uh, season one episode. I remember when the whole country wanted to fuck Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Then on the Arsenio Hall show. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of fucking, he has this great line. And your body is like a flute. I can't stop blowing on you. You mispronounced Bahadi. But he does say blowing on her. Yeah, blowing on her. <laughs> I I imagine like in this like <laughs> this she's some sort of like he, he's ta- <coughs> he's talking about her like she's some sort of like dish that's too hot to eat, but he's too excited, so he's blowing. I really like the some of the last lines. Do you mind if I pluck upon your string for one minute? And do you mind if I do some nasty things for one minute? <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, give me one minute of nasty things. Just and nasty. then we'll get back to that vanilla stuff. Yeah. <laughs> give me one nasty minute. Yeah. What do you think her string is? What does that represent? G- just her G string. Oh, okay. He just wants to give her he a little wedgies. Pluck on it. <laughs> pluck, pluck. That's the sexiest verb there is, I think. Pluck. Uh, speaking <laughs> of feathers. Uh, oh, you wanted another sound sample. Here it is. Close your eyes and picture me playing your Spanish guitar. Whoa. Oh, yeah. There's like that Santana, Rob Thomas uh, Spanish guitar breakdown. <laughs> I love that Rob Thomas Spanish guitar. Yeah. You know, uh, that's all Rob Thomas <laughs> playing the Spanish guitar on this album. Yeah. Oh, cool. So smooth. Just like the ocean. Oh, man. It's like. Six inches from the midday sun over here. <laughs> Getting pretty hot. I got a blow on you. All right. Next song is called You Got Me. <laughs> oh, 
this is probably the fun. <laughs> this is probably the funniest song of all album. So basically, um, uh, Akon and um, and T Pain uh, seem to be the they 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 join they combine their 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 consciousnesses into the singularity and become mm-hmm. one um i don't super- think that that that's that uncommon <laughs> i think um drake does that a lot when he collaborates with the weekend or at least from that yeah, one drake album that i listened to like seven years ago i think you're right i think it is like a whole thing but it is really funny to me yeah if like, you take it literally it's pretty weird especially when it's like about like two men like singing about like it really seems like about one woman yeah but as if they're the same man it's really funny it's like we're all the same guy or something yeah <laughs> solidarity yeah <laughs> um so um it starts with akon um and uh the akon part of the yeah, never mind uh he makes eye contact with this woman in a club and he for some reason she's so beautiful that he becomes just sort of disoriented as he's trying to like work his way through the club and try to find her. And then T-Pain, uh, also that, and, except <laughs> Maybe for, she except had, for, like a strobe light or something. Yeah. And they're just like having seizures. Or <laughs> yeah. Like they really lean into like how kind of, uh, yeah. Akon says, uh, you got me so high and confused. I don't know what to do. <laughs> like just <laughs> completely befuddled in this club setting. Uh, and um, T-Pain says, now you got me all in the club. Like, I ain't got nothing better to do than look for you. <laughs> like, he's kind of indignant. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? <laughs> like, how, how dare you dare be you? so attractive that you distract me? How dare you be beautiful and elusive? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then later on, he says, uh, you got me sweating, got me weak in the knees, because I've been working for you, girl. And it's so hard because I'm so... I don't know what to do. Um, so, uh, what's the hook of this? You got me so high and confused. So, like, usually weak in the knees means, you know, um, you got the vapors or whatever. Uh, but in this, in this one, he's weak in the knees literally because he's walking all over the club and up and downstairs <laughs> and tired. Trying, to, <laughs> trying to find this woman. <laughs> he's having a, <laughs> it's physically strenuous. <laughs> and that's the whole song. Well, you're missing one of my favorite lines. Uh, let me see. Is this Akon or is this T-Pain? It's Akon, I think. Uh, let me get the whole context. Um, here we go. I could have sworn that she walked right past me, baby. <laughs> N-word sipping on yak. Contact from the blunt. Got me looking at ladies. Where are you? And I love how the genius spells it as apostrophe G-N-A-C. Yeah. It's short for cognac, but Akon just says yak. Yeah. Which is like that's that's pretty like faithful to the French orthography. It's like, well done, guys. And you also managed to coin a word pronounced yak that's spelled G N A C. It's pretty good. Yeah. I I think this song is just like really hilarious just because literally like nothing happens. They it's just a song about like getting confused um, being sort of unsuccessful in a club it's just like a, a kind of random moment and i think because of that it's like it kind of makes it a good song it's yeah. not like nothing has to happen it's just this a song about this feeling of like oh i'm gonna i i have this i'm gonna be opportunistic about this sort of interaction that i had yeah. um where i made eye contact with someone and then it didn't really pan out <laughs> it's definitely one of the most sexy and danceable songs about getting confused for a minute 
All right, let's go on to the next song. It's called Let's Get It On. You sensing a theme? Nathan, you ever been to the club and uh, you're dancing with someone and you can feel them clinching? <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> you, just, you just feel them clinching and their body flinching. Oh. When you're touching them. That's a line in this. I can feel you clinching. Oh. That's hilarious. Yikes. Like, like I can feel you doing kegels. <laughs> oh. Woof. I, I didn't get that when I, oh man. That's so funny. Yikes, yeah. <laughs> Clench. I, th- I think, yeah, wow. Um, so this is a, yeah, it's a, it's a Marvin Gaye referencing song about how T-Pain yeah. wants to have sex tonight. There's a loop of the melody of Marvin Gaye's chorus, Let's Get It On, but I think it's T-Pain singing it. It doesn't sound like a sample. Of course it is. <laughs> and yeah, he loves his own voice. Um, and he, and he as should. Well, and he, as well he should. I, we don't want to imply that he's like a narcissist or something. Um, or he's an earned narcissist. <laughs> uh, as uh, me he's without a you, narcissist. Yeah, as me without you says, uh, megalomania is only mania if you're wrong. <laughs> just megalo. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a megalo, Don. The big shark. <laughs> uh, um, there are some great. Can't wait for that movie. <laughs> is that a movie now? <laughs> yeah, there's a megalo Don movie coming out. Oh, gross. <laughs> And then uh, you can have a mini Lodon fight Ant-Man or something. Micro Lodon? <laughs> ah, whatever. Um, there are some great lyrical images. I can see it in your eyes. You want me behind you so you can throw it back. Yeah. That's pretty sexy. Uh, the next line is a little defensive. I can't even lie. I got a need for your thighs. Nothing wrong with that. No, that's. Uh, I think that's another reference to Marvin Gaye. He says that? Yeah, he says, uh, giving yourself to me can never be wrong if the love is strong. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it's a good song. We should listen to Marvin Gaye on this uh, here podcast that we do. Yeah. Uh, there's some kind of questionable lines on this. Look, I ain't no virgin shoddy. I can hurt your body. You done heard about me. So Is he just saying like he's down for like having like really like aggressive sex? I don't know. I or, feel is, like, or is he saying that he's got a big dick? Ooh, yikes. Uh, either of those is kind of troubling. Uh, the academic English person in me wants to think about some of the academic articles I've read about like masculine sexuality and how inherently violent it can be. Right. Uh, you know, you get like phrases like smash that pussy or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, you don't really... <laughs> You don't really hear it in the reverse that often. I'm going to smash um, that dick. <laughs> but she kind of, it's what happens. I'm going to pound it. <laughs> pound it till it's soft. I'm going to tenderize like that meat with a meat tenderizer. It's not like it's a very strong, like... <laughs> uh, I'm going to batter them balls. <laughs> <laughs> I can hurt your body. Uh, you know, a lot of other mammals or primates or something have bones in the in the weenies. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. But they also have much smaller ones. Like, I think human beings have pretty large weenies as opposed to their, like, body <laughs> volume. 
yeah, so that's this song. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the moment in the album um just around this general part of the album where I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It wasn't like offended necessarily, but like it's just like a lot of songs about like um how sexually powerful T-Pain is. And it, yeah, it, I I lost interest. Yeah, I don't know. Like barring those those lines, those like kind of violent lines about hurting her body. I don't know if I necessarily see it as like him bragging about his sexual prowess. It's just like seems like well, he says you in for a treat. I'm gonna sweep you off your feet. Yeah, but he phrases He's, so many of these songs in context of let's have a human connection, essentially. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> let's have like <laughs> yeah, let's like uh, get in touch with each other, as it were. I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Like there, there's no, a lot of. I'm not of, bothered by it. I'm just like not as interested oh. in like some of these sexy songs as I am right, in other I ones. See, I see. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to go to the next song called "Como Estás"? Yeah. That bass is so funny. (laughs) Very old school. (laughs) How do you how do you say this name? It sounded like it's spelled like Taino, but it sounds like it's just two syllables, like Taino. Taino. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's the name of an an indigenous group in the Americas. I think it might be the first group Uh, that Columbus got into contact with. I think they lived on Hispaniola. Uh, but the rapper definitely pronounces it Tino, and he has no Wikipedia right. article, so it's hard to find info about oh, him. Interesting. So, um, Tino and T-Pain are sexually attracted to a Puerto Rican woman, or maybe to two separate women. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> they're, e- they're either the same person, or it's two different Puerto Rican women, or they're two different people attracted to the same Puerto Rican woman. Who's to say? Uh, but they are going to have sex with her or them. <laughs> um and uh that's basically it um uh (laughs) wednesday night at the moon trying to find something to get into that's i don't know how sexually means that to be that's t-pain uh and then he says you wouldn't believe what the hell i seen and then he just says that he sees a a a bodacious puerto rican woman (laughs) I like the way he like, phrases it. Drive by a Puerto Rican mama, had a big thing right behind her. That's kind of a fun way to put that. I yeah. <laughs> don't really like how the song is basically just a sexual harassment song. Yeah, a little bit. It's basically like, we're going to go around catcalling all these women. I like the T-Pain moment. Uh, Turn around, let me hug you from the back. <laughs> I bet you didn't know I knew that Espanol. <laughs> yeah, those things don't seem very connected. No. Yeah, it's he's, strange. It seems like he's just sort of like uh, he's down with the idea of um, sing like doing this collaboration. He's, he's like, yeah, I love Puerto Rican women, mm-hmm. or like that's like sort of. Uh, I think I think he's enjoying that. It seems like he's enjoying the novelty of of um, having a song where he's sexualizing a Puerto Rican woman. Yeah, yeah, that does sound like what he's doing to me, too. Yeah. All right, shall we just go on to the next song? Yeah. It's called Have It. 
mailbox and it's full and I don't want to check it. Wow. I want to buy a whole damn car just to wreck it. Wow. Wow. This fuck told my wife I got two other girls pregnant. Now you think I'm going to change because my wife cries all night and I'm not quite the husband type? Yeah, so this is a, a spoken word bit, not really a song. It's sort of like a like Def Jam or something. Yeah, but there's a backing track and an audience, so he sort of recreates it almost as if he's like delivering it live. But it really is like slam poetry. That's pretty much yeah. all it is. It's not even rapping. And uh, to be someone to to grossly grossly generalize, black people definitely do slam poetry so much better than white people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's true for poetry in general as well, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. I really, I really care about it when I was listening to it. Yeah. The opening lines are ladies and gentlemen, you are now in tune to what unknown buffoon with enough room in his tomb to blow your mind like boom. Then you assume that I've done something wrong in my life, but at the same time, I'm going to try to describe the vibe of the world through my eyes. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Like the, point he's kind of challenging his audience which he sums up in the last line so i see i refuse to be abused and misused and accused of not paying my dues i'm not a crack addict but if you want everything i got you go and get it because i'm gonna let your ass have it right i guess it's sort of like people are asking things of him or his audience wants things from him and so he's flipping that on his head and is like yeah I'm, I'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna let you have it which uh is right. sort of flipping the phrase on its Double head. Double meaning. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me like he's talking about um, uh, like a selling out kind of like, like in the first song, like there was like mm-hmm. little allusions to like, you know, he's not, a, he's like leaving his rap life behind and now he's doing this new thing. But part of that is like maybe lo- challenging and risking some of his cred. And I feel like he's kind of talking about this here. Like he... What does he say? Uh, oh yeah, that in the in the sound sample. Um, now you think I'm going to change because my wife cries all night and I'm not quite the husband type. You're damn right. Is like, he married? You're damn right. He is now. Yeah, he has three kids. Oh, was he married at the time? I don't know. Okay, but I think he's saying. Oh like, yeah, you're damn r- yeah. He's you're been married da- since 2003. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he's saying you're damn right to like he's not quite the husband type, but I think he's also saying you're damn right to like. Now you think I'm going to change, mm-hmm. like because he's saying. Now you think I'm going to change because my wife crawls on, like like it's a rhetorical question, and then he's saying, "Yes, I am going to change." Mm-hmm. Um, and I because, think that's connected because like, it's connected to the line above where he says, "Because this fucked n word told my wife I got two other girls pregnant." Now yeah. you think I'm going to change because my wife cries all night. You're damn right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's like a double thing there. Um, See, I I feel like he's he's talking about like. I think he's making a connection between like his, not that this is necessarily has to be the case, but like in his story, like his move, it seems like he's, his narrative of moving from rap to R&B is, is his personal narrative of sort of maturing and like leaving behind certain lifestyles, mm-hmm. which one, you know, I don't think are that different necessarily, but like to him, that's like his narrative. Yeah. So there's some really good lines in this spoken word bit talking to myself up and down the streets when both my feet is in old shoes and all these old dudes talking about, Oh, it ain't that bad. I walked through the snow in school, bitch. We live in Tallahassee, a place where it never snows, (laughs) but it rains on pain. Yeah. 
Yeah. He he does refer to himself as just pain uh, fairly frequently on this album. Man, that's intense. Yeah, right? After he says, bitch, we live in Tallahassee, like there's like a, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like afterwards, it's pretty weird. Yeah, the audience reacts. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. All right, let's go on to the next song. It's called Fly Away. I'll fly away, oh glory. <laughs> Everybody else knows it's my decision. Don't need permission to fly away. Yeah. Those synth horns, uh, though. Yeah. I like that chord progression a lot. Yeah? It's like a little ambiguous. Is a major or is a minor? Mm. It goes back and forth. I like it. Uh, I'm not really sure how to synopsize this song. I feel like this is one of his vaguer songs. Um, is vaguer a word? I am not sure. Vagaries is a word. Maybe I want to say is one of his more vague songs. Ah. Uh, more vaguer. There we go. There you go. Nailed it. Uh, but um, it seems like he's maybe in general kind of talking about getting like being stuck in your life and then wanting to be able to escape. Because in the first one, he says, I wish I can grow some wings and get up out of this situation. I do it with no hesitation. I wish I can know those things that everyone, everybody else knows. It's my decision. Don't need permission to fly away. This is basically the whole song. And then the yeah. second verse is like someone um, uh, told me that, you know, I'd be on stage someday on mm-hmm. the big screen. And now I am. Yeah. As a side note, vaguer is a word according to Wiktionary. So, <laughs> Thanks, Wiktionary. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah. So this song- I, I, it seems like it might be a little bit about like sort of having a pathway out of poverty, possibly, but maybe not necessarily only that. Yeah. All right. The uh, next song is called "Going Through a Lot." Yeah, so this is basically summed up in the title. He's struggling to make ends meet and just live in the world. It's not easy with jobs paying poverty wages and there's police oppressing him. And so in the chorus, he talks about the family s- drama, family. Oh, yeah. Family drama. Uh, so it's not easy in the chorus. He talks about the substances that get him any kind of relief, which are alcohol and weed. And he says, nobody's helping me, whether they see it or not, going through a lot. But he still has hope that he'll make it. It's an optimistic yeah. song for all that. Uh. <laughs> This is like a sad lyric, but like he said, the way it's phrased is kind of funny. Uh, even one of my homeboys thinking that I'm banging his lady. Yeah. <laughs> the, the use of the word banging is just really funny. There. She bangs. She bangs. <laughs> but he, he also says, I don't know why he would think that out of me, but he got to go through it, which is a really interesting thing to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, see, I was so distracted by the... <laughs> <laughs> banging juvenile fascination with the word bang yeah. for sex yeah um in the chorus he mentions oh yeah bone crusher is in this oh i don't yeah do you know him what 
no, oh. but I kind of want to now. I, I really liked this. Oh, that is something a lady could say to a man. I'm going to I'm gonna be a bone crusher. <laughs> I'm going to crush that bone. I'm going to crush that bone. <laughs> they already say, like, jump your bones, right? Oh, like, yeah. Crush your bones. <laughs> That's the sexiest thing I've I'm ever gonna, heard. I'm going to put that fool asleep. I'm going to put it down to bed. <laughs> I guess infantilizing is sort of the... Get like, it? Tuck it in? Point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was fun. That was fun, fun, fun. Um, <laughs> in the chorus, he says, "So pass that drink, pass that dro," which is a word that I didn't know, but I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and it says hydroponically grown marijuana, i.e., oh, homegrown. Yeah, it's usually higher, more pure quality of weed than found elsewhere. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but going back to Bone Crusher, he has a verse here. There, I think he's drawing some explicit parallels between police and I think he's talking about dealing drugs. He says, I hit the beat like a cop when I hit the block. Yeah. Which is an interesting In, uh, um, yeah. parallel to draw. So at, at a certain point at, at the end of uh, Bone Crusher's verse, um, he gets like really heated and he says, but y'all don't feel my stress. Y'all don't understand. And he yells and he says, the next step is the pistol and it goes down. Then he says, mellow, mellow, <laughs> fuck, <clears throat> mellow it out, fat boy. I'm assuming he's talking to himself. Just calm down. And then he says, and sing this song and sing that song. Because uh, God going to make a way for me to get my hustle on. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the, I just really liked the lyric and sing this song and sing that song. Like, mm-hmm. just go, th- like, he's sort of like going through the motions of like, um, like he has, like he's really, actually, really needs to sing the, these songs to not kill people. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like it's like the what the he's chorus, singing. The chorus of the song is also talking about getting high and getting drunk. Right, it's like two things to kind of uh, numb the pain, I guess. Right. Um, I'm looking it up on Google Images, and Bone Crusher is kind of a big dude, so I guess he's talking to himself when he says "fat boy." Yeah, I really liked it. I I want to listen to more of his stuff. Yeah. Um next song? Yeah, I'm ready. Say it. And I'm gonna make you see see what are you waiting for? See what are you got in store? See T Pain has a sexual evening planned for a woman. <laughs> well, that's He's new. Gonna- He's <laughs> uh, and uh, in this evening, he's going to make her say it. What is it? Don't don't make me spell it out for you. Don't make me say it. We we both know what it is, right, Nathan? I think it's O O O. Yeah, it is. It, is that really it? I just, I no. literally just thought of it because, like, the intro is like him going O O O, and I, I have like no idea what it is, and I guess that could I, fit. I. I don't know if he actually means something specific, but it seems like this, what this song is about, the s- sort of sexual strategy that he employs is that he's going to sort of tend to her needs in such a way that is going to m- sort of make her um, uh, just very explicitly say that what she wants. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna make you communicate. Exactly. He's yeah. I I mean, there's something to be said for that. Like I, if that's what the song is about, but the idea of like, you know, there's a lot of women who uh, are expected to to be sexually deferential, and T Pain right. saying like, hey. I'm going to like earn you actually like opening up and saying what you want. Yeah. Which is kind of a sweet thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's what he means when he says, I'm going to make you say it. But, but the, the rest of the song, the, the, the main sort of framing of the song kind of supports that. I think. Um, yeah. I, girl, your skin tone. So lovely. Got me breaking out in a cold sweat. You've been here for 15 minutes. Mean? Uh, do you think it's like a colorism or something? I don't know because there's like he, he, he might just mean uh, you know the um, it could be like compl- uh, complexion. Black is like, beautiful. It could be like he likes light or skin you, girls, or I have no idea. It could be mean tone as in like not necessarily the amount of melanin, but like oh yeah, other aspects. She's of shiny skin. like a saxophone, yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe she's like literally brassy <laughs> and shiny saxophone. <laughs> And she has keys all over her. Oh, I want to honk you. <laughs> honk you so bad. <laughs> what, what were you saying before I interrupted you? I was going to say, so jump up on this roller coaster. Let me take you for a lappy ride. <laughs> yeah, that is super weird. <laughs> lappy ride. Uh all right. Um, what else? Do I That's do? all I got. <laughs> all right. Next song is called Dance Floor. Um, wait, am I this song's so good. Oh, I okay. love this song. This is I'm synopsizing. You synopsize it. Yeah, this it, is a pretty thin plot. This, this is not, probably my favorite. Oh, I uh, definitely not my favorite. Um, not that it's bad, but I have I think there's a song that's it's not my favorite. Better, but it's up there. Later, yeah. Uh, I'm synopsizing it. Pretty thin plot. Basically, T Pain gets dressed up all nice and goes to the club. A woman, a shorty, comes up to dance with him after admiring him from afar. Then he gets into a dance battle with some dude. And Tay Dism shows up for a verse where he talks about like bragging or something. I guess it's kind of unclear. Um, yeah, Tay Dism, by the way, is a Lion King fan. <laughs> In his like intro lines, he says, "Hey, this is your boy Tay Dism. You know what I'm saying? Hakuna Matata. You know." <laughs> Which I guess, according to the genius, is like his motto or something. But it's like there you uh, go. Yeah. Um, I I like his his. His line here, um, like an old school body that's gutted all out. He's talking about like a car from the grill to the paint to the dump in the back. <laughs> um, I'll show you a like dump in the back. <laughs> is he just oh. talking about like T-Pain and, and, and his style or something? Like what is he saying? I, I'm I, interested I in what really he's trying to unclear. say. unclear. I don't know. I think he's talking about how fly they are and like how well dressed. Right. But he, but maybe like they're kind of old school. I guess. Um, it's a jump off, whatever that means. I just really like the music in this in this song, and I like that it's so like. It seems to have just like a very pure motivation. Like oh oh, I just noticed this Tay Dism. Sorry to interrupt. I just noticed the Tay Dism line. 
uh, immediately following. So right after he says, it's a jump off, and the dism going to get it off, hit the club, get you thinking it's a Mardi Gras. So the effect he's going to have on these women is they're going to be losing all their tops in front of him. And he's going to give them jewelry. He's going to give them cheap plastic plastic beads. Hell yeah. Yeah. I I was just trying to say, I like that this song is seems to have pretty pure motivations, which is just like T-Pain and Tadism. They want to go to the club and they want to dance and they want to dance really good mm-hmm. and just kind of just like enjoy themselves and have other people enjoy themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, enjoy them, yeah. not themselves. Enjoy their selves. Uh, and I, I kind of like the, uh, the just sort of like Walt Whitman-esque like self-love. Like <laughs> They're really <laughs> the singing song a song of, of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I just like, I was really charmed by that. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, the music is like really catchy in this one too. I really, so. I really like the lines. Oh, I hit the club and I'm ready for a dance off. Me and Dizm about to blow a N-word pants off. So if you want to ride with me, I'm about to do the same thing that I did in the mirror. That's great. <laughs> it's like a a pretty like humble line. Yeah. Like just sort of admitting like that, like, no, I was sort of like practicing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he says in the first verse, he says, but right before I hit the streets, I got to put on my dancing shoes in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's great. I like that a lot. Yeah. It's I I think there's like a a strength of um there's an ego strength to sort of saying that like I am doing this stuff on purpose mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to be aloof right yeah it uh, shows confidence yeah ladies con- love the confidence yeah not not trying to like pretend that you're uh, that the dance moves that you did were like the just this sort of naturally flowing the first thing that occurred to you it's like no i like this is kind of a thing i'm working on mm-hmm. or like i picked out this outfit for tonight because i want to look a certain way yeah it's sort of like I, the I, uh, opposite of woke up this way what has it go woke up yeah. feeling like p diddy it's Whatever. the uh maybe it's natural maybe it's maybelline yeah. you know it's like no it's not natural well, it's, it's maybelline that's not i the, did it on purpose not the not the <laughs> slogan but isn't that it? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. He's just saying like, no, I'm not born with it. I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and I like I like that. I think there's a cool confidence in there. <laughs> cool. Next song called you. Oh, no, no, wait. I got we got the intro of this song to listen to. such a ballsy intro to have in like a uh, club banger song yeah like it's it's pretty pretty definitely a song designed to be played at clubs i think in addition to just being listened to but that is the intro which is so great yeah it's it's like a jamiroquai song or something yeah (laughs) like it's (laughs) it's like kind of like a nerdy sound but i love it yeah exactly all right Next song is called You're Not the Same. T-Pain and Akon have fused again. Yep. (laughs) 
to one super being. Uh, and the, T-Con. T-Con. <laughs> A-Pain. <laughs> um, and uh, they're in a relationship that has turned sour. Mm-hmm. And she's she's kind of trying to keep it going. Um, but uh, but T-Con is like kind of screens her call and goes back to sleep. And that's most of the plot of the song. But um, <laughs> T-Pain says, girl... I peeped your brain. Do you think you're so, <laughs> so smart? Weird. <laughs> I don't think it, I don't think it's weird. I mean, Peep, peeped is a common vernacular. Yeah, but your brain. Yeah, like I, I cracked open your skull and just <laughs> looked in there, poked around in there. <laughs> well, what's I, going I gave on you in an here? MRI. <laughs> yeah, remember we did that MRI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I peeped I, it. <laughs> I guess that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You think you're so smart, but girl, you're not, and it's a shame. Ask me if I care. You're looking so good. Take you back. I wouldn't dare because, girl, I'd rather get it while the going's good. Baby, you know I would. Do you... Uh, do you... Sorry. Baby, you know I would do you better if you treat me the same. I'd rather get it while it's hot than stay there while it's not. Ooh, girl, you're not the same anymore. You're not the same. Yeah, basically, the sex is not as good as it used to be. Yeah, but is it just about the sex? It's not just about the sex, but that seems to be the main thing on his mind. My kind of impression, maybe I was giving this song too much credit, but like I would have to find some text to support this. But like, um, I felt like if it was to the extent that it was about the sex, it wasn't necessarily that like it's lost its novelty. It's maybe that like they're in a point in their relationship where they're not connecting anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this sort of mutual, like, no, this isn't the sex is a, um, uh, canary in the coal mine. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. sex is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just have never said the sex is a canary in the coal mine before. <laughs> and I didn't, wanted to think <laughs> of a title before I said that. <laughs> The, the weird thing is, like, people use the word canary on its own to refer to canary in a coal mine, like, oh, uh, like in the that. phrase warrant canary. I don't uh, know that phrase. It, it basically refers to, like, I think Reddit did this, Wikipedia maybe, where legally they can't inform their users if there's been a warrant served to get user data. But what they can uh, do is have, like, a little section of their webpage that says, you know, we haven't been asked for a warrant or we haven't been served, and if that disappears, then you know Interesting. that they've been subpoenaed or have a warrant or whatever. Wow. Uh, so you, you could talk about, you know, sex canaries. <laughs> you don't have to say the coal mine or anything like that. You know, I'm I'm while you've been saying all this hilarious stuff, um, I've been, like, looking over the lyrics, and, uh, yeah, I don't think there's necessarily anything to support the idea that, like, T-Pain or... Or sorry, Tcon is like <laughs> trying to um, distance himself, uh, themselves from this uh, from this woman for like healthy reasons. What do you mean? Like, it's not like um, it's not like I'm sprung. Where he's like, yeah, maybe I'm like falling in too deep or something. Uh, like yeah. in this song, it does seem like it's like kind of a shaming song. Yeah, yeah, I'm not that into this song just like the way it talks to this woman um it is definitely it's definitely demeaning um and i could see like maybe it's not like the idea of like i'm sure there's 
I'm sure there are women who are deserving of, <laughs> or people, just period, like men and women alike, who are who are deserving of like this kind of song. Yeah, but the text doesn't necessarily support it. Right. Know? Yeah, I, I so, kind of felt it's a little bit selfish, accusatory, kind of shallow uh, portrait yeah. of the end of a relationship. Um, yeah, but it's not blatant about it. It's kind of subtle. It's not. I mean, if ICB were to write this song, it would be horrific. Mm. So, yeah. Burn her house down. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. The weird thing is, like, I feel like ICP kind of flirted with a, a few songs where they kind of merged into the same person. Uh, but oh, they yeah. also, like, kept themselves distinct sometimes. They always had, like, a, a very self aware kind of, like, attitude about it, I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. How come I have. You wanted a sound sample from You're Not the Same. Here it is. Yes, please. There's that Napoleon Dynamite core. <laughs> Sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, I like technology, <laughs> but not as much as you. You see, always and forever. <sighs> Next song is called My Place. I try to talk and you walk away Right out of my place Right out of my place But You just don't know how Much I love you now That you walked out of my house Okay, this song is... I don't know. It's, uh, some of these songs are kind of samey. And this is another breaking up song this time it's the girl that's broken up with him and he's sad chorus goes that's just it girl you just don't know how much i love you now that you walked out of my house that's just it girl it'll be another day be another way to get you right back in my place yeah so that's pretty much i want you back ooh ooh, baby (laughs) i want you back (laughs) (laughs) i love you um yeah, he's it just kind of like meanders through the verses where he talks about there was a time when you wanted me <laughs> to hug you and treat you like the lady you want to be. <laughs> I was just about to read those, but it's followed up by the lines: "The girl I knew that wanted me would never try to hold me back." So he's going to be hugging her, but she's just going to be standing there stiff and not holding him. But she's holding. So the only way to hold someone back from hugging you is to not hold them. No, I mean, if someone is holding you, you hold them back. Like you, that's a reciprocal holding. Uh, and she, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> I know. Come on, T Pain. It's definitely his problem and not my joke based on different readings of those words. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, girl, what's going on? I try to talk and you walk away. Right out of my face, right out of my place. This almost feels like a a Garthy song. Yeah. And there's some, like, there's some kind of ICP moments, you know, where... Well, it's not not very hateful, though, but, like, in the (laughs) second verse... (laughs) ICP minus hate. Um, But in the second verse, he's saying, like, even when I heard... Uh, that you was cheating, I was faithful, and would do any goddamn thing that you said, uh, that you would say to. Yeah. I tried to talk, and you walk away right out of my face, right out of my place. That is not how ICP would react. They would burn right. my house down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you and your family. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but the, uh, I guess like the, I was going to say virtue signaling, but that's not actually what that is. But like the sort of saying that like, I'm the one who's the victim, you're the one who's obviously in the wrong. Pity party, and, maybe. And uh, I'm even more righteous for still wanting you. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. pitiful for still wanting you. <laughs> like sort of a a martyr complex, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have much interesting to say about this song. Should we just keep it rolling? Yeah, keep it rolling. Next song is called Blow Your Mind. Where we can have the freedom to be. Love us under covers, have no fear. Cause I'm about to blow your mind. Blow your mind. Blow your mind. Girl, I'm not here to waste your time. Waste your time. Girl, your mind is a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> this song I'm is gonna blow it. The, I'm gonna blow on you. <laughs> gross. Blow those feathers all over. This song has the weirdest way. We've talked about like T Pain being kind of like solicitous or just being like trying to get these women to engage with him and like being very open to him and focusing on their pleasure. And yeah. he takes it to a very weird place where the last verse he opens with the lines, baby, was it good? Satisfactory. I got time so we can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. First of all, using the word satisfactory yeah. and then following up with, you know, it's just, we can do it more if you want. If you want. Hmm, what does satisfactory fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. See, lovemaking was hmm, satisfactory. <laughs> <laughs> it was a capital fuck <laughs> it was <laughs> charmingly adequate it's alan rickman <laughs> potter alan rickman pillow talk <laughs> that's the title sorry <laughs> uh, uh fuck you yeah uh <laughs> So this woman like tries to have sex with T-Pain in public, I think is what the first verse is about. Yeah. Um, she's, or like, she's trying to do something sexy with him in public, but T-Pain's like, I think it might hey, be a club. Girl, maybe it's girl, dark in here. It's hot yeah, in here. probably a club. What are you doing to me? Baby stop. Not in here. I got a presidential suite. Yeah. So I'm guessing he's like on tour or something. Mm. And like, he's like, let's go back to the hotel. Um, Cause he's got plans that need privacy. He doesn't mm -hmm. want like clandestine, uh, sexy times. He, he wants, wants secret like... lovers under covers. Exactly. It's my favorite uh, James Bond film. He's <laughs> parody from the eighties, starring Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, the I... vodka guy? Yeah, yeah, the vodka guy. <laughs> <laughs> so they go and have sex in T-Pain's presidential suite um, And he's a very attentive lover And they have sex two times <laughs> Two times And the whole, Having sex and the whole song Two minutes <laughs> and, yeah. So they have sex And then they stop having sex And then he says I have, I have time to have sex again <laughs> That's the only factor they, is like, I got, I got some more time and then they resume, they either begin to have sex again or resume having sex, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Oh, he has these really... I'm trying to be, like, less male pleasure normative, like, yeah. <laughs> about, like, the definition of sex, just in my own life, and it's, like, projecting it onto this song. Yeah. Uh, he, has, he has such a weird way of expressing it. One is not enough. Let's get the second one in. So, I think he's going balls first, like they do in the Midwest. <laughs> 
<laughs> baby, I know you've been you've been dying to see if I can do your body right. If your baby could, he's Ew. referring to himself. Oh. Fulfill that one fantasy. Oh, is he in one a- more time, girl? ABD, adult baby. <laughs> yeah. What is that? How does that? What does the D stand for? I don't know. Yeah. Diaper play. Get sexy, kids. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! All right, next song is called Ridge Road. Cause now I'm living on the road, don't wanna do so at the show. My mind free and my eyes closed. I go back to Ridge Road. R I G to the G. So this is kind of a typical rap song about having inauspicious beginnings or starting from the bottom. Now you're here talking about growing up in Tallahassee and there are plenty of uh, uh, Tallahassee of Tallahassee pain fame. There are plenty of local references, including the titular Ridge Road, which is a real road on the outskirts of Tennessee. And I did a little uh, Google Street View on it, and it looks kind of like a poor street. There are these trailers and small houses. It doesn't look Mm. like a rich neighborhood. Yeah. And it makes me wonder if T-Pain grew up there on that road. Right. Uh, Because he says, growing up wasn't easy for me, for my mama, for my daddy. Life just wasn't happy at all. Started up when I was eight years old. What started up? Hardship? Pain? Yeah. Yeah. I do like the way he spells Ridge Road, or he breaks R-I-D, to the G to the E R O A D. I like that it's erode is like the the it's like rid. Whoa, a little line break there. Rid G erode. Yeah, interesting. Is it? What's the eight five zero? He talks about that in another song. Yeah, he does. The eight five zero. We didn't mention it. I but. assume it's just like their um, area code for the phones. All right. Hey, there's like one of the like. There's a really good shaker part in this. Oh, yeah. You wanted me to sample that. And here yeah. it is. Then I'm going and you say you miss me. Like I never paid attention. Never tried to listen to you. But now I'm home and you want to diss me. It's one of those things that like on paper wouldn't necessarily look that crazy. But the way it's performed is just like, whoa, that's like... <laughs> That's so in the pocket in yeah. like in a it's it's in like like some sort of secret pocket that I <laughs> that in pants that I'll never wear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. That combined with the bongos is just like man, such a good rhythm. Yeah, man. Pe- I feel like a lot of people don't realize how hard it is to play shakers and other percussion instruments. I get really pissed off when people um, are dismissive of like tambourines and shakers and like um, triangles. All right. Oh, man. I'm losing so much momentum. We just got to keep going. All right. Go, 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 go. Next, this is my favorite song on the album. It's called I'm High. I don't think I'm going to ever open my eyes. fucking love the music like that fiddle part it sounds so cool and it sounds so different from the rest of the album too yeah like a lot of this album is really cool but employs a lot of the same sonic palette and this song is just like so different it's way different and this is another like very non-quantized like live instruments like 
uh, sound. I mean, it sounds very produced, but like the performances are really rhythmically sophisticated. And mm-hmm. anytime that you have something that's just playing like slow eighth notes and it sounds swung, but they're just mm-hmm. playing <laughs> eighth notes slowly and it sounds compelling, like that's so hard to do. Can you, before I synopsize it, can you just, since we're already talking about this, can you just play that intro? Yeah. That part. Yeah. Yeah. That like do it, do it, do it, do it. Like that's like just so barely behind the beat is mm-hmm. like sounds so good. Yeah. What a cool song. Yeah. That's. So uh, what's it about though? Uh, is this a song about T-Pain getting high for the first time? Uh, oh, good question. Because he, he says, he, um, when he finally comes in, because Styles P uh, goes first. That's and the rapper's whole, name, Styles P. Right. And then there's this whole intro, Styles Pain. Um, <laughs> but then T-Pain comes in and he says, see, I ain't never, or so I ain't ever smoked before. Uh, uh, so I'm going to take two hits and I'm going to blow my mind away. He says that. I don't know how literally he's being there, but like, has he actually never smoked before? Is he talking about like when he was like a kid, the first time he smoked, or is he talking about starting to do it as an adult? I don't yeah, actually know. I don't know. But yeah, so this is like a, a song about like um, using marijuana and it being a very overwhelming experience. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, what does he say? Like, uh, we in the Cadillac floating like the ocean. Suddenly yes. everything was moving in slow motion. So I take another hit and try to relax. I'm beaten on my chest. CJ beaten on my back. Because he's and coughing. later, I think he says God beaten on my back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he does. Later oh, on. oh, but there's uh, a there's a correction. Uh, one of, someone on the genius thinks this is this girl is beating on my back, and I, it oh, does sound like that. Uh, some, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I should have checked. Somebody help me. I think I'm going to die, but I got it. Don't touch me. I got it. Oh, yeah. Oh man. So. In that same verse, he says, uh, please stop by the store. Cause my mouth, cause my mouth dry and I done run out of hose. I guess like ho hoes. Oh, yeah. oh, them little Debbie's got me licking my chops. <laughs> oh, I know the feeling, my friend. Yeah. Oh, I used to fuck with little Debbie all the time. I would get <laughs> down on those nutter butter sticks oh. and, and the zebra cakes and um, th- her iced honey buns. Uh, she's the one with the oatmeal cookie, the oatmeal cream oh, pies, those, right? Yeah. Those are, I fuck with <laughs> all, so, all the time. <laughs> they're all so sexual. <laughs> Sticky honey buns and cream pies and uh, uh, nutter butter sticks. Oh man, they're so bad Just give me for you. one nasty minute with that cream pie. <laughs> Each one of those is like a thousand calories. They're so bad for you. They're the worst poison in the world. <laughs> but I want so bad. Them. Oh, speaking of the worst poison in the world, you ever try Swisher sweets? I I, I think I have. Well, I've been around them a yeah. little bit. Uh, he's he's got this great line. I smoke more than a building on fire. Roll more than the wheel, like that. Um, yeah, great song. Next song, yeah. last song. Oh my god! Thank God we got to the end. Eighteen songs. Last one is called "I'm Sprung Two." They should have said "I'm Too Sprung." I'm should put the two in the two middle. sprung, too furious. 
It's basically the same goddamn song. It's just a longer version. It's a longer, worse version. Less cohesive. (laughs) With rap verses from Youngbloods and Trick Daddy. It's basically a remix without the remix. It's it's just like... And and it makes the song worse because the guest verses are all about objectifying this woman or belligerently sort of puffing themselves up to justify how they leave her. These guys are like way more into toxic masculinity than T-Pain is. Yeah. Um, and another missing verse here. The genius thinks that Pitbull has a verse on the song, which he doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's a. It's probably he not talks a, about finding the G spot. He does. Yeah, <laughs> it's a G thing, which means finding the G spot. I wonder if it's a coincidence that the two most successful guest rappers are not are listed in the yeah. genius are not actually on the Spotify What's version. I don't know. Yep. Oh, Trick Daddy does use Sir Mixalot's definition of the word sprung. He says, and she hooked on awards trying to lock me down. With one flick of the tongue, I was sprung. So, boy, yo, 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 yoing. <laughs> what, a, what a bonerific song. Yeah, so great. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, definitely not as good as the uh, the other one. Hey, there's a line in uh, in the first song that I wanted to bring up. He says, got N-words, little ladies dropping their panties, smacking their fannies, <laughs> saying his name. That's really fucking funny. Oh, I smacking have... their fannies. Yeah, that is a funny word. It's a fanny word, um, especially because it means something very different in the UK. Yeah, it means <laughs> vaginas. We've been going long. Hopefully, oh. the other albums aren't this long. Yeah, yeah, man. At the risk of going longer, what else? Let's see. Next one, I guess, is Epiphany. Yeah, which is that's the one with fifty-six uh, minutes. Drink. Yeah. 17 songs. Oh no. Oh no. Why? Hopefully it'll be short and sweet. <sighs> Why'd you do this to me, Cameron? And also well, everyone who voted for T Pain. That's right, <laughs> listeners. I'm not letting you off the hook. God damn you. Hostile to damn you all the heck. Now I, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I love my listeners now. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love you, T Pain thinkers. Good cop, bad cop. And we switched. All right. Well. Let's uh, get this train wreck off the road. Uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website or tweet us at Topias Podcast. Um, the Twitter is where things happen, as Cameron should know. And you should probably follow the Twitter account, Cameron. Sorry. <laughs> he didn't even know that T Pain had won, even though it was yeah. his goddamn victory. Uh, if you got Until a minute. Like today. <laughs> Yeah, if you got a minute, listeners, uh, write us a review on iTunes. That would really help us out. That would be very good for us. Um, or just give us some money, either way, or both. You know, I am, but not neither. What? Oh, but you don't read it. Yeah, I kept tweet. I kept tweeting desperately, begging our listeners to vote for Sly and the Family Stone instead of T Pain. <laughs> Look, yes, T Pain is winning for now with fifty nine percent of the vote. Is that what you want? Vote. <laughs> just you know (laughs) then a picture of him like as if like you want this guy (laughs) for the next five weeks is this who you want vote or die (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right well until next week with the album epiphany 
I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm going to crush that bone. <laughs> I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I'm a keyboard stroker. Ooh. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I want to honk you so bad. <laughs> honk. Honk, honk. Sexiest honk like noise. A, honk me like you honk your French saxophones. <laughs> like the line from uh, Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Now we got to have some hilarious B-roll after the uh, uh, theme music, the closing theme. What you got? Jokes. Lay it on me. <laughs> okay, here it comes. Yep. All those great, hilarious, pre-prepared jokes that we have, that we tell. Man, this is good tweeting. I'm just like going through the, the, the tweeting here. I try to keep it, uh, keep it good. I try to include um, photos or pictures of the artist along with the album cover. And I want yeah. the photos of the artist to be from the year that the album was released. So that's what I search for on, on uh, Google Images. How do I read the the comments? I, like the... I don't know. I, I do not fuck with the Twitter website. I use an app. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I should just do that. Oh, that's why the Twitter website is such garbage, especially on mobile. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> to be fair, Toast BS podcast i love sonic adventure i'm unshakable and still have not been alienated nice try <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, very good i liked it yeah um sonic adventure's rad i gave you i gave you login credentials to our twitter i think i think someday i'm gonna go back through and someday you'll interact <laughs> with our listeners in any way whatsoever i think i will good for you Dr. Pepper LaCroix. Oh, good. Good ones. <laughs> All your favorite characters. Mm-hmm. They have a whole cavalcade of crazy characters. Oh, man. All of these ICP pictures. I know, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So this is probably pretty entertaining for Bad everyone to listen to. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I retweeted somebody. Just uh, just today, in fact, from the account. Oh, man. Okay, now I'm being bad. No, you're We're bad. We're sorry, everyone. We promise to be more interesting later at a different time. I don't know. Whatever. What do you want from me? It's late.